I still don't see no sign of him, Nana reported an hour later from her lookout at the ship's rail. The wind that buffeted the stern had exploded through her hair and snarled it like a cheap Angora sweater, but she was far too interested in the activity in the sea below to notice. She readjusted her binoculars. He seemed like a real nice man, even if he did get a little snippy with them fellas what disagreed with him. Be an awful shame if he missed the whole trip. We were dead in the water as the ship's launches searched the immediate area for the body of Professor Dorian Smoker. Bailey had been carted off to the infirmary to be treated for symptoms of shock. Tilly and I were huddled in a sheltered spot away from the rail, where her visor would be less apt to fly away, and my short, sassy Italian do wouldn't be whipped into a style worn only by rock stars and mythological creatures who sported more than one head. I don't mean to be the voice of doom, Tilly remarked as she cast a somber look toward the launches circling in the water. But if they haven't found his body by now, they probably won't recover it until it floats to the surface in a few days. Tissue decomposition takes place rapidly in tropical waters. If this were an Alaskan cruise, they might not recover the body for months. My knees went a little gimpy as I realized that at any moment, the mission to search and rescue might be downgraded to find and retrieve. I hunkered closer to the bulkhead as a trio of curious onlookers, clad in cargo shorts and hiking boots, lumbered past me to join Nana at the rail. One was a giant of a man whose red-gold hair and beard smacked of ancient Viking roots. I remembered seeing him in the second row at Professor Smoker's lecture, his head towering above everyone else's. Giant Vikings aren't exactly commonplace, unless it's Sunday afternoon and you're attending an NFL game in the Dome in Minneapolis. Forgive me, madam, he asked Nana in English too perfect to be his native tongue. Do you know what they're looking for? They're looking for that nice Professor Smoker on account of he fell off the ship. The men in them little boats fished a life buoy out of the water a little while ago, but I haven't seen him fish out the professor yet. You want to borrow my binoculars and have a look-see? The giant translated Nana's spiel for his two male companions in a rapid-fire language that sounded a bit like gangster rap minus the expletives. Only when one of the men muttered a thoughtful oofta did I realize it wasn't gangster rap. It was Norwegian. They really were Vikings, or maybe distant relations. The three stood conversing in curious undertones for a half minute before the giant handed the binoculars back to Nana. The professor could not swim? he asked. Tilly thumped her walking stick on the deck for attention. Swimming is one thing, young man. Getting sucked beneath the keel of a 962-foot ship is something else entirely. He turned from the rail to face Tilly, eyes wary, lips stretched razor thin, a tragedy, yeah, for us too. We traveled many miles to hear the professor speak.